0: Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 20 of Anchored in Revelation. If this is your first time here, my name is Pooch, and I am truly humbled and grateful you took the time to tune in. This platform is a gift the Holy Spirit is using to minister to me and to anyone who has ears to hear. With prayerful, prepared hearts, I ask the Holy Spirit to minister to us as we study from Matthew chapter 6 verses 5 to 8 today. It reads, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. The first and foremost thing we notice Jesus teaching here is when you pray, not if, when. Meaning, prayer is not an option. Prayer is necessary. Prayer is a spiritual, powerful weapon of conversation that connects us to our Father in Heaven and His purpose. It is key we understand this. We pray desiring what the Lord wants for us and not what our flesh wants. When prayer is connected to His purpose, it transforms us from within to desire His purpose versus what we think we should be purposed in our lives. There are dangers when we purpose our will into our prayer. This stems from rebellion, ego, and stubbornness expressing that we know better than God. So it is key we understand prayer is a conversation with the Lord and it is also a powerful spiritual weapon that connects us to our Father in Heaven and His purpose. Now, there are going to be days you're not going to quote-unquote feel like praying. But irrespective of that feeling, we still need to show up in prayer. Our feelings are fickle and are often dependent on the situation and season we are in at a given time. This is why you will hear it over and over on this channel on how important time, work, and discipline is in the walk of a true Christian. The one thing the enemy does not want us to do is pray. He understands the weight and power the posture and surrender of prayer can do. Knowing what the enemy knows and knowing we are a child of the living God, don't you think we should have an even more sense of awareness and responsibility to pray? Prayer creates a hunger to know the heart of the Lord. The enemy does not want that. And him being crafty, he will do everything in his power to bring distractions to trip us up and make us not feel worthy to know the heart of the Lord. This is why we push even more to show up in the presence of the Lord and have that communion with Him, just as a friend or a loved one desires the company of the other. The second thing Jesus is teaching here is don't be like the hypocrites. He is showing us how not to pray like these hypocrites. On the surface, they're doing nothing wrong, right? I mean, we did talk about the importance of prayer, and they are doing that. But if we study closely, we see that these are the people who only have conversations with God when they are in the midst of other people. It's like you go to a gathering and exchange pleasantries to a mutual friend. This is not a friend you talk to on a regular basis or on a day-to-day basis. You talk to them when you're in the midst of other people to not be rude and or to acknowledge that you did something good. This is what the hypocrites did. They exchanged pleasantries with God in the midst of other people because it made them feel good. They prioritized themselves over God. Make no mistake, they did receive their reward in full. Their reward of being recognized by men on earth who, may I add, will perish one day. But they will not receive reward in heaven and imperishable place for their action. This is the danger of prayer when we do it to please ourselves than to please our God. Do we really know who God is? No, really. Do we truly understand who our God is? He is the King of all kings, Lord of all lords. He is our healer. He is our provider. He is supreme and sovereign over everything. In Isaiah 6, we see the holiest beings in heaven cover their eyes and feet because they could not contain the holiness and beauty of our God. They are in constant awe of our God. We have the privilege to be called children of the living God. Please, let us not take this for granted. Let us not be in a constant loop stuck in our day-to-day activities that satisfies our flesh for just a moment. Our God deserves so much more from us. God is not looking to exchange pleasantries. He's looking to see who will hunger for Him, who will persevere and push limitations to be with Him, who will go beyond unanswered prayers just to be in His overwhelming presence. From this portion, Jesus is not saying praying in public places is wrong by any means. We should pray collectively and publicly. But that shouldn't be without having a personal conversation with God in your prayer closet first. Jesus is teaching us the right way to pray by encouraging and saying, Go into the prayer closet. Remove any distractions. Get real with God, just like you would with your trusted loved one. More than you would with your trusted loved one. You can be vulnerable in the presence of God and you don't have to worry about God hurting you. You can be weak in the presence of God, and He will strengthen you. You can be your quirky, weird self, and He'll be there to enjoy all of it. This establishes a confidence in our relationship with God. So when things get rocky, which it will, we are not quick to declare, Why God? Why me? But instead, we are quick to declare, Even in the midst of the darkest valley, I know you, my shepherd, are with me. What I may see and experience right now could be just a mere distraction by the enemy to stop me from praying. Or it could be a test from the Lord Himself to help me grow and be mature in Him. Either way, I am not alone in this because I still get to pray and have communion with Him and my God is still good. This pleases God. This delights God. This is deeper and more meaningful than any pleasantries and it unlocks treasures of knowing God's heart, treasures of wisdom, discernment, good gifts in heaven, and imperishable space. In verse 7 and 8, Jesus is teaching prayer is not a formula, that if you keep on saying fancy words, God might hear you more. When it becomes a performance rather than an honest, genuine conversation with the Lord, it does not please the Lord. Also, we have to understand it is a conversation, meaning it is not just us praying and then we get up and go our way, but we wait, we linger in His presence. We become silent to hear and be sensitive to Him. I know in the busy world wherein it can be hard, But imagine this, when people call you only to share what's going on in their lives but do not care to hear you speak. So kindly remember, prayer is a powerful spiritual weapon and it's a two-way conversation between God and us. He is always speaking to us. But are we listening? He is so kind that he ends verse 8 with God already knows what you need before you ask him. A sweet and necessary reminder that we can come as we are and pour out our heart to him and have constant communion with him. What a beautiful gift. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verses 1 to 2 reads, Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near To him, listen rather than offer sacrifice of fools who do not know what they do wrong. Do not be quick with your mouth, do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth, so let your words be few. I pray this word really brings an alertness and transformation like never before. There is a divine purpose in each one of us. And together, through prayer in our prayer closet, we can advance the kingdom of God. I pray that this word blesses, encourages, refreshes you and your journey. Continue to be joyful and shine bright. To God the Revealer be all the glory. Amen.